Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears in season two, for both of your ears this time around, but actually it's still in mono, so I guess put the same sound in both ears. I... Anyway, we're here live at Chatter this week. KJ, what is up? Well, I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about yet, which is normally what we do on our intro, post-production. Yeah. But I do know that we're live at Chatter yes. in Washington, D.C. Yeah! To be more specific, Friendship Heights on the corner of Wisconsin and Jennifer. I think, Got it. I think I have that. Yeah, there you go. And um, we are joined by, for the third year in a row, the fabulous Mark Stern. And yeah. for the first time ever, the fantastic Jeannie McManus. Yes, yes, yes. So let's go. In a week, we, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up this week? Good is up this week. We have some newlyweds here. Oh, yes, we do. Newlyweds. Rob and Jamie are here. Yeah. Let's give them another round of applause. So if you didn't hear, and, if, and you should have because you should be listening to Tony's show, on Wednesday before the show, Rob and Jamie were married here at Chatter. Amazing, awesome idea. They met through the podcast and all that, and you can talk to them if you want to hear the story. I'm sure they'd be glad to tell it, but... Um, when I heard that they, I knew that they were going to do that. And I just couldn't get here by mm-hmm. by Wednesday because I was out of town, and thought, you know, Tony had a marriage on the show this week. So how could we, you know, go up a level, or how can we equal that, or even get close to, you know, because we got to, because you know, we're in direct competition with his podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, right. yeah, same amount of downloads. Yeah, that's, how that's how he views it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, you know. Okay, you have a wedding, so what 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 could we do? Um, I was thinking, well, we could have somebody get divorced, which probably you know that's that's kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's not what we want. Um, so we could like have like a live, we could stream a live childbirth from the from the restroom, which <laughs> I couldn't get anybody to agree to that in a day. From the restroom? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, that'd be the M- male or female restroom, do we, right? Which, which, um, where would we do that? I think it's um, dealer's choice. Okay. okay. It's 2019. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's not binary. <laughs> we like binary, but that's not binary anymore. Um, so what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to renew their vows at some point today. Who's going to renew them? Speaking um, of tangents, crew or? Well, we are. Yeah, us. Okay. Me and you. Me and you. It seems legit. Yeah. seem yeah. qualified yeah, to yeah. do that. It, might as well. It's only we are, we are, in, we yeah. are, you know, when they say by the power vested in me, the power vested in us is this podcast. So okay. as far as the podcast is concerned. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. Okay, great. So we're, we're going to do that. Well, I think we'll do that a little bit later for time. But um, I'll, I'll just say that it's awesome and it's going to be awesome. And if you're not here, you missed out. But you can hear it maybe. We'll talk about it next couple weeks or something. Okay. Is that good? Um, you two were present at the... The wedding. We yes. were. It was lovely. It was so poignant. Mark Schaefer's words were just so solemn, but so sweet. Mm-hmm. And it was so good to see the two of them standing there with their family around. I mean, yeah. and Karen, the waitress, had put beautiful flowers on the table. It really was a very, very nice event. Yeah, it really, it, you didn't, 
you like because everything around the show is sort of absurd. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're waiting for it, like you know Mark to like crack some jokes in the middle of it, you know, throw a Reginald line in there or something. Yep. But he didn't, and it was I mean it was lovely. Yes. And I'm not cool. lying right now when I say there was a tear in my eye. You know, and, and I'm I'm lucky because I'm up here in the studio and I had my back to uh-huh. things setting up and I'm like getting a little weepy because it was just a beautiful sentiment. And then you look out at the two of them and it was to the room was just full of joy. It was it was just it was beautiful. That's the only way to describe it, it was just utterly beautiful. Yes, it was. That's all you can hope for. Yeah. Any, that's what you want mm-hmm. at your wedding. That's yeah. what you want your wedding to be, no matter where you are, that you do the thing that you and the person you're getting married to want to do. And then the joy and the emotion is there, and that part of it, and just the happiness that comes with that. It's, it's that's that's what makes the perfect wedding. Not you know twenty five thousand dollars and hundreds of guests and stuff like that. Right. right. No. It's it's the it's the emotion and the joy mm-hmm. of the moment. Yep. And since Mark Schaefer, the Reverend Mark Schaefer, mm-hmm. did not use any Reginald jokes, I took the liberty <laughs> of playing the Red Robert Berg, the accomplice Robert Berg. Yes. Reginald uh, football theme. I heard in yeah. right afterwards. So yeah, yeah. Nice. so that was we had to get <laughs> yeah. Reggie in there somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Perfect. Yes. And what better what better place to celebrate your honeymoon than the Speaking of Tangents podcast? There you go. Yes. <laughs> Great point. There you go. But other than that, I mean, I can't really top that. This is the week in review, but how can I top the wedding besides renewing the vows? Yeah, we'll so I think that's great. So yeah. let's just let's just move on to the next segment. We might as well just end it right there. I mean, I flew in. Yeah. I didn't. I only had to take one pill. I I don't have amulets and talismans. No, I'm not that bad. Get a flying shirt. No, I don't. I do have a flying outfit, but is it lucky outfit or no? It's just comfortable. Okay. Do you have a therapy dog? No, therapy peacock. Peacock. Yeah, the peacock is out in the parking lot. You know, I mean, we talked about that before. That that was a real thing. Oh yeah, peacock. I I have a pilot friend, and he's told me. Yeah. More than person walking through the airport with a peacock on their shoulder. That seems whatever helps. Crazy, yeah. I, hey, you do your thing. Yeah. So anyway, I, I I arrived safely. So everything's good. I'm excited for Jingle Golf tomorrow. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out to Chad for organizing all that. Yep, that I'm, should be I'm fun. And we sh- we're not going to get poured on, right? Knock on wood. I've heard. That I don't to think be nice. so. Yeah, I, don't I think you're safe. Yeah. Good. Is tomorrow going to be okay? I think so. Because we get rain every six hours here now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. That sounds like Atlanta, man. That's the way it is. It's yeah. We had enough rain last year for the rest of my life, so I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'd like to see some sunshine. Yeah. Sunshine tomorrow. It should be a fun weekend. I always love Jingle Fest weekend. It's one of the highlights of my year. Yep. Um, except for five years ago, because I had to say my wedding was the highlight but ever since then it's been wait a minute highlight. wait a minute i had to say uh, yeah it was should we fix it that in barely, post? yeah yeah it, yeah, we'll, yeah fix that, that in post. <laughs> okay um that's all though let's just kick jingle fest week off with do we have a guest yes do we have a guest do we have a guest on the show this week <laughs> answer no a yes it's a binary thing do we have a guest do we have a guest answer no a yes well, yeah, the correct answer here is we have two guests. Yes. Um, and we've been planning to have Jeannie McManus on for quite a while. Um, I'm sure most of the, I know everybody out here knows who Jeannie McManus is, mm-hmm. but because we do have non-littles that listen to this podcast, Jeannie... People um, listen to this podcast? Non-littles. Okay. I just said people, I don't know like if <laughs> listeners, is what I'm talking about. People, my dog okay. listens. Okay, that's so. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, Jeannie is a regular contributor to Tony Kornheiser's show mm-hmm. in all of its iterations, right? From the very beginning, or how Not long have you been doing it? from the very beginning. I would say from the moment when he was on Washington Post Radio, which was when, Nigel? Uh, like 2006, oh, oh maybe? Something like that, or oh seven. 
Maybe around then? Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe even earlier than that. I'm oh, five, not maybe? sure. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's right a around there. A long time. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And, um, Seems like yesterday. <laughs> you're, you're a painter, and you were his former editor at Washington I, Post, I correct? was. I okay. was. What am I missing? Um, well, I was at the Washington Post for 27, 28 years, wow. and 10 of those years were as deputy sports editor. But I was sort of – Tony was always sort of – looking for editors wherever he could find them. So even when I wasn't in sports, Tony would sort of affix himself mm-hmm. to me, like like one of those beagles that kind of chomps onto <laughs> your calf and you, you can't shake him off, yeah. sort of like that. Um, so I got to work with him in one of my previous incarnations when I was an editor in the style and, and also when I was an editor on the op-ed page. And then I came to sports mostly because I, Tony said to his boss and my eventual boss, George Solomon, you know, you ought to make Gene the deputy sports editor just so he could have his own personal <laughs> editor, <go>. of course. <laughs> so, But it worked out well for both of us because I really loved working in sports and working for George. Um, and then that naturally led to being on his podcast. That's right. Yep. That's right. Because it's, it seemed to him that I could actually tell him when he'd gone mm-hmm. too far, mm-hmm. which is what I kind of did every time he wrote a column. Or, nice. or, nice. or that he hadn't gone far enough. Sure. It would be one or the other, usually. Yep. Yeah. And did, did you do any food editing? Yeah, then after 10 years in sports, which is sort of like dog years, which is sort of like 25 years yeah. or something, <laughs> um, then the, the job of food editor became open. Uh, I think that was in two, 2000. And so... I applied for that, and I think the top editors at the Post thought, oh, God, this poor woman, you know, if she's <laughs> done all this in sports all these years, let's give her a plum here. <laughs> um, and I really did like food, and, and I like to cook, um, although I detest the word foodie. Um, so um, Good. That, Good. that was a great job. It was a weekly section as opposed to a daily section, so there was none of the hair on fire yeah. of the sports section. And I got to see every cookbook ever printed for five years, which was also great. Yeah. Um, and gained a few pounds, not a lot, but we tested recipes. And, and it was fun. It was so easy compared to sports, almost a little too easy, too easy. I have to say. <laughs> and the good thing about being a woman editor in sports was you were very visible. Um, were, I mean, there were pl- lots of talented women in sports, but still the women who were there were very visible in the newsroom and other places. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, I, I wasn't that visible because the food world was pretty much filled with women. women. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that was the downside. But the upside was I could have a life. Yeah. Well, I think your food editor knowledge will come in handy on this podcast. Oh, I hope so. Because sometimes we call this podcast the speaking of tangerines because we can't seem <laughs> to get away from food talk. Okay, so we'll, we'll get there later. Okay. Oh, we get called out on the feedback if we go a week without talking about food, yeah. which has only oh, happened okay. like once. This would be people, fun. Yeah, that may be out. in this week's feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so what we thought, oh, by the way, I was going to introduce Mark. Listeners should know Mark because Mark's been on with us three times now. This yes. is the third time. I'm almost a regular. You're almost yes. a regular. Um <laughs> You've been with Tony. Have you? Were you with Tony before? Yeah, just a little bit before. And, and let me just circle back. Having Jeannie on the show is the greatest. She's, first of all, on and off the air, she's one of the coolest, best people you will ever know in your life. And having her in the show, like you said, you're one of the only people that can tell Tony when he's gone too far or call him out on his BS. 
And it's so great because I'm always like, yes, boss, no boss. You know, and I I agree with him a lot, but it's great to have that voice in here and that sturdy hand on the tiller to make sure that we don't run aground. And and like I said, obviously. Oh, we run aground. (laughs) Or at least you. If you do, then it's funny at least. Yeah, Yeah, but it's just, it's been, literally the time has flown by. It's hard for me to remember a time when you weren't on the show. Um, so it's just been it's just been fantastic having you be part of the family and getting to know you and be calling you a true friend, you know. So that's been very cool. Oh, thank now you. don't awesome. make me cry. <laughs> well, I mean, like I would have sis- cried at the wedding yesterday, no <laughs> doubt. And I didn't expect to cry today. So Jeannie's like the cool big sister I never had. So yeah. I just I, it's it's and, very cool. And trust me, littles love Jeannie McMahon. Yeah, yes. she's the best. Yes, I don't yes, think best. everybody does, but th- but thank you. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get a little something. <laughs> Suggest that's not true. Well, that person is wrong. Yes. So. Okay, well, thank yes. you. Yes. Uh, but no, yeah, I joined Tony a couple of years before that when we were still at 980, and it was before he started in Monday Night Football. And then he, the, the reason why we left 980 was he left to do Monday Night Football, so we left the station, and then he came up with a deal that said, well, I'll do the show for half the year, and then I won't for half the year. So I went with him to WTOP, Washington Post Radio, uh, to do that for three years. And then we left there and went back to 980. So yeah, I've been with Tony now. I can't even remember how long. It's been like long fi- time. 15, 16 years, something like that. And how many years does it feel like? Uh, it, feel, it feels like it's brand new. Okay. It really nice. does. No, nice. we're, we're, we're having a ball. Yeah. Like I, I, People ask me if I get tired of it or want to do something. No, no he's, he's the best. I'm going to sound like a broken record. He's one of the best guys off the mic that you'll ever meet. He's just the, the, I know this flies in the face of the persona he wants to project as the crabby old man. But he's, he's the best, and he's the best to work with because he's utterly prepared he's so smart and he's so funny and every day we come in and we know what we're going to do but we're also going to find some stuff that we didn't plan on mm-hmm. that's going to be great mm-hmm. and we just have yeah. we just have a ball in here it's great well you can tell when you're listening yeah he is also this may surprise people to know a very loyal friend oh yes 100 percent. yeah yeah like yeah, lo- that doesn't surprise me, really, because he talks about his friendships from way back, and mm-hmm. he continues right. mm-hmm. with them. The camp crowd, yes. The yes. Camp. Well, yes. in the yes. weekend, he, he spends one the weekend, weekend a year. The golf yeah. weekend. Yeah. The golf weekend with the old, like, grade school. I think they're grade school buddies. Yeah. Even. yeah, it's just, high. yeah. And I was there at the beach one time, because we used to do shows from the beach. Mm-hmm. And, like, they came in early, and I was, like, still there. We had, like, one more show we had to do. So, And they were just, like, they were all kids again. And it was really cool to watch that. So. Nice. We... I, I shouldn't speak for Jason, but I miss the beach shows. I love the beach shows. <laughs> they were fun. Yeah. They were fun, yeah. but I think there was one night that Gary and I went out to like all these bars, and I was really <laughs> hungover the next day. I think there's a picture of me on the Well, remember the night out. I fell I saw in the bar oh, God, and cracked my head? Oh, my God, no. that's right. I forgot about that. I, yeah. hadn't, I wasn't drunk, I swear to God. Yet. Yeah. But the, our table was, it summers was or something like that. Was it the place? The summer garden or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. The table was elevated. It was up on a step. And yeah. we had dinner and maybe it had a glass of wine or two. She was bombed. And we went. We went <laughs> to leave. Wasn't. And I forgot there was a step there. And I tripped and oh, fell no. and hit my head on a bar stool. Oh. And then there was this woman who kept coming over to tell me I should go to the hospital because I probably had a concussion. I'm like, no, trust me, I'm not going to lose <laughs> Delaware <laughs> Hospital. I have been there. <laughs> I know what it's like. But you're you- somehow I was fine. Yes, that's but, remarkable. But Tony and Gary and Mark, I must say, 
they didn't let me forget that for quite a while. Well, well it sounds <laughs> like they still don't. For, actually, no. you brought it up. He did, had forgotten. Yeah, I forget everything yeah. now. Yeah, I'm old now. I'm 50. I forget everything because I cracked my head. Years old. I cracked my head one night. And, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, it's never been the same. <laughs> okay, so we thought we'd do something a little bit different today, and we crowdsourced some questions. So we asked oh, some of our okay. listeners to send in some questions. So we have a few. Okay. And we'll start with the first one. It's for Jeannie. It's from Anthony Beeson. Who? Oh, yeah. Who could uh, not be here this year. I have year a piano, Anthony. Yeah, yes. he, couldn't, he can't be here. So. Did he wear a tuxedo or a tuxedo shirt last year? For with wh- a piano. He had a tuxedo piano. shirt yeah, with yeah, a piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's yep. right. Yep. Very cool. We may have already covered this question, but here it is. How do you steer a cantankerous old man away from the ditches <laughs> and keep him in the center of the road? <laughs> in the newspaper business, TV, radio, internet, podcast, restaurant, and in life. Well... I did it the way I had to do with every reporter and columnist I worked with. I told them the truth. Mm -hmm. There you go. If you didn't tell them the truth, you were just digging yourself in deeper. And And the thing about newspaper writing and editing is everybody can see everything. There are, there's no way to hide inferior work. You know, you just have to show everything. It's a, it's very transparent. And so if I let something go, so if, I, if I knew it could be better and it wasn't, everybody would read it and go, well, you know, this really isn't up to speed. And, you mm-hmm. know, so it was really the only way to survive. I mean, not just with Tony, but with if, if a beat reporter had the wrong lead or you had to c- completely gut his lead, it, you just had to tell him, this is not going to be pretty. I'm going to gut your lead. And you can go over it again for the next edition. So... Mm-hmm. That I mean, that was the only way to survive without hating yourself at the yeah. end of every day. Absolutely. That's just a good metaphor to, for how to live life, too. Oh, yes. I'm 100% on yeah. board for that. Yeah. I, I always say that your best friends will always tell you the truth, mm-hmm. even sometimes when you don't want to hear it. They'll always tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah. No, I have to. Yeah. And by the way, when we're doing a segment and Tony looks for, I don't want to say moral compass, but like to find out where he is on an issue, mm-hmm. it never looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> Always looks to Gene and says, Gene, am I wrong here? Like, there you go. says yeah. that all the time. And like, you're the first person he goes to on that because he trusts your moral mm-hmm. compass more than any And of sometimes ours. he doesn't even say it. He just gives yeah. me this eyebrow look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's unspoken communication now. You That's didn't right. mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next question is from Mark. Oof, okay. From Anthony Verna. Ah, I love Anthony. Mm-hmm. Do my texts annoy you? Should I try harder? <laughs> <laughs> they don't annoy me. No, they don't annoy me at all, Anthony. I, I sometimes am very bad at getting back to people, people that I know well, people that I don't know all that well. It's because I look up and like six hours have gone by because I'm doing so many different things and it's just I'm so crazy busy all the time. But no, Anthony... And everybody, yeah, text me all you want. If I don't get back to you right away, it doesn't mean I don't love you. Okay, good. Nice, nice. Good then The next one is from, for Jeannie, from Hampton Nager. Mm. What mm. is your secret for a good mole sauce? Oh, gosh. You sure that wasn't for me? <laughs> it says, well, it says, it <laughs> I mean, a, a mole sauce, there are 50,000 variations of a mole sauce. It depends on what little village you live in. In Mexico, what you can find. What you yeah. can find. So, I don't have a secret to a mole sauce. I mean, I think, sure, uh, Diana Kennedy was a great uh, author of Mexican cookbooks, even though she is not a Mexican herself. I'm sure there are plenty of Mexicans who are authors of great Mexican cookbooks. But 
I would turn to her from Ole's house, but me, myself, I wouldn't try to wing it or come up with my own. I I guess I would go to her because we once wrote about this. One of our um, foreign correspondents um, was in Mexico City and wrote a piece about Malay sauce, and we put it in the food section, and we began to get all these letters. Well, what's the recipe for it? But the Hmm. gist of the piece was there's no specific recipe. I mean, the variations are endless. Yeah, and like you said, depending on the ingredients. Right. Yeah. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Okay. What is a Malay sauce? It is, it has chocolate. Oh, It has okay. chocolate, and it will have Mexican spices as well. Oh, cool. Okay. And it's something that you put on chicken, mm-hmm. or most likely chicken, probably, maybe pork, or whatever. It, it's it's kind of a thick, dark sauce. Um, it would have Sounds chiles excellent. in it. Yeah, it's it's good, because you get the sweet chocolate, but it's, a, it's Mexican chocolate is a very dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of sugar content in it. And you mix it with chiles and other stuff. and Yum. It's very good. It yes. sounds like sort of like a chocolate barbecue sauce in a way from that description to me. That's uh, all I know. Maybe, I know like chicken maybe. nuggets and maybe hot dogs and spicy? hamburgers. Maybe. <laughs> maybe a little more spicy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I am not a foodie. And I also agree that I would never use that word food. Yeah, thank yeah. you very you much. Would never use I it, banned yeah. it from the food section of the Washington Post. <laughs> yes. Awesome. We like that. Um from Bobby Gottfried for Mark. It's okay. a two-parter. Okay. What is your favorite Grateful Dead song, mm. if you're even able to choose? Sure, Broke Down Palace. That was easy. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, that was quick. Well, I get, I get asked more than you would think. Uh, <laughs> it's just a beautiful song. I mean, it's kind of a mournful, you know, it's either like, basically you're dying, you know, and I'm going away. And uh, I think... as. As the legend has it, uh, Ken Kesey had uh, had a kid who passed away, mm. and Ken Kesey was very close with the members of the Grateful Dead, and they were doing a show um, in in San Francisco, and Ken Kesey was there. And I think it was sort of like to honor Ken and, or I'm sorry, Mr. Kesey, and uh, and when they played that, like. Everyone in the band looked up to his spot in the crowd, and like everybody in the crowd looked up to King because everyone was looking there, and it was basically a tribute to Ken Kesey. And it's just this beautiful, beautiful song. So, "Broke Down Palace" for me, nice. Which I, I've only seen once live. So, so they don't play it much. Well, no, they do. That's the thing. The thing about a Dead Show is you go and it's a roll of the dice every night about what you're going to get because mm-hmm. they have such so a huge many songs. catalog of songs. And it's like, well, they played Terrapin last night. What are you going to get tonight? You know. And there's some songs that like you're a magnet for. Like I've seen Touch of Grey like 58 times, and I'm it's a fine song, but I've seen it like every time they play it, I'm like, okay, here I've, comes I, Touch yeah. of Grey. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's really cool. I saw St. Stephen for the first time ever last year. So and when that happened, like I was like literally like a 12 year old boy just jumping up and down. It was just the coolest thing in the world. Was it last year when we recorded? You were talking about going to Chicago to see him, or was it year before that? Was it two years ago? I think it was two years, two ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to see those shows in Chicago when they sort of reunited. Yeah. Um, and that was, and that sort of started this new, new, endless tour for them. Yeah. And they they go on every year, and they're they're playing here next week, uh, next Tuesday night, I believe. I'll oh be wow! Yeah. So, and you're yeah. going? I believe I'm going. There you yeah. go. So uh, it'll be, it'll, you know, if you want to have fun, listen to the show on Wednesday morning because I'll be a little groggy. <laughs> Nigel Nigel will be a little bit sleepy that day. So, so. if anybody from there, the Grateful Dead is listening, you know, contact. Mark and yeah. he will give you the set list. Yeah, yeah. Bob, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Bobby Weir and I. I'm sure. I'm sure they're listening. I'm sure. <laughs> so the second part is along those same lines. What is your favorite memory of seeing them live, either with Jerry Garcia or any of their iterations post Jerry? Uh, 
Well, I mean that mo. Seeing see, I saw the sh- a show with where Jerry played, and it was like two weeks before he passed away. So and, it, and I don't have any strong memories of that show, um, but like in retrospect, that was a very special moment to be there because it was right. like as he was gone shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pretty much every show I saw with him was always just great fun. But the one that has the emotional impact for me is the Chicago show mm-hmm. because you didn't. There was no definitive tour that was going to follow that. It was said we're going to get together, we're going to play these three nights, and then that's it. Yep. And so when they played that last night, they played Not Fade Away, which is a regular staple on tour for them. And then, and it was a great version of it. And they, lay, they left before the encore. The entire Soldier Field crowd, I don't know how many, I mean, it, was like 100, it felt like 100,000 people yep. there, were just, you know I love and I fade away. <laughs> nice. And just did it forever until they came back on stage. And it was, I mean, you're like, it was a very special moment in place and time. And I was so happy that I was there for that. Was Wilbon there? <laughs> was definitely there. Soldier Field, I just I would, was wondering. I would be surprised. <laughs> he wasn't there, yeah. but he was so, not surprised. But that was that was a pretty cool moment for me. Yeah. Cool. That, cool. It was, so I was sorry that Jerry, it was obviously, you know, bittersweet because Jerry was not there, mm-hmm. but you knew he was there in spirit. You know, you and it was, just, it was just a very cool moment to be a part of. Cool. Now, the, the, we've got two more questions, both for Jeannie. First, from someone named Brad Weiss. <laughs> Brad, is he here? I don't think he oh. made it. Are he on some anthropology expedition? He's, com- he's coming <laughs> oh, tonight. Okay. He's okay. in the country. Okay, he's okay. Not- good. He's Krippendorf's tribe. Yes. He's just not here yet. Okay. Um, he. It's a two-parter okay. also. Okay. How has the city of Washington, D.C. changed over your life? <laughs> wow. Um, tremendously. Uh, in some ways, tremendously. Um, and it depends on what year you're talking about. I mean, when I, I was born and raised here, as everybody probably knows, mm-hmm. um, people used to describe it back then as a sleepy southern town. It was never a sleepy southern town, and that really offends me when I hear it described that way. First of all, it was relatively integrated compared to other cities at that, in that same time frame. I'll be honest, I was born in 1947, so it was sort of coming of age in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, t- I took the bus to school, and it was a completely integrated. There was no Jim Crow at all here. Um, there were much fewer people. Uh, it was much easier to get around. Um, <laughs> it, it appears to have been very safe, um, at least where I grew up. I grew up in northwest Washington, mostly. Um, then we had the riots in 1968 after Martin Luther King's assassination. And big portions of the city burned. 14th Street Northwest, 8th Street Northeast, those were in flames. And it took many, many years for them to rebuild. I mean, I, I went to college in... Um, northeast Washington and lived in northwest Washington and there were parts of the city I would drive through on my way home that were just no man's land. That is not the case now. Mm-hmm. I think Obama brought a whole generation of young people to Washington who have really gentrified it. There's enormous amount of building, big apartment buildings downtown. There are now 
neighborhoods that the realtors have invented that I, I couldn't even imagine were neighborhoods that with fancy names, you know, Noma and Petworth and... Chuxton Circle. Uh, and, <laughs> like, is that a real one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. I haven't heard of that one. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, gosh, where is that? Um, and um, so it, you drive into these neighborhoods where you grew up, or downtown, not where you grew up so much. And, you know, there are these mammoth buildings that you just can't believe were there. I mean, people who held on to that property on 14th Street and 8th Street. I know a guy I used to swim with is just rich as can be because now it's, he held on to it. Um, So, and I will say this too, having grown up here, and this may sound surprising. I, I run into people I went to third grade with walking down the street. Every time I'm someplace like, you know, Union Station or some big, like I was at the Department of Motor Vehicles yesterday, and I thought, why haven't I seen anybody I know? Because it's quite possible still (laughs) to run into somebody, because I went to grade school, high school, and college here. Um, uh, There's a certain segment of the population that is not transient, that is permanent, and we live parallel lives to people on political, uh, Mm -hmm. on Capitol Hill. Mm -hmm. Like, they come, they go. Mm -hmm. I never knew anybody whose mother or father worked for a politician. Some of them worked for the federal government, but none of them worked for a senator. Well, of course, in D.C., we have had no representation back then. We have some now. But um, it, it, it was the, the, I wrote a piece about this once in the Post. The only time our lives intersected with theirs was when they had closed off a street for one of their, you know, cortege's <laughs> and, we, and we had to sit and wait till they went through, you know? Yeah. Um, Regardless, Republican, Democrat, but that's that's what they did. So that's something I think that sometimes gets lost when people say, oh, you know, Washington's such an ugly town and such a dirty town and such a mean town and such a political town. There is that lane, but there's another lane mm-hmm. full of people mm-hmm. who just don't, I mean, we care about what happens, but our lives are not intertwined with theirs. Right. Yeah, that does surprise me a little bit because you would think that throughout all those years you would know people that worked for politicians. But so that does surprise me, and especially if you that you run into people. It's a huge city, and you run into people that you know. That's kind of neat. It's it still happens. It I mean it's it's always fun to walk down the street and go, oh, Philip, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> And, Somebody and, I've known since grade school. And by the way, one of the coolest stories I've ever heard from anybody uh, was Jeannie talking about, you've all heard us tell stories about the Beltway, like mm-hmm. the nightmare stories about the traffic on the Beltway. Yep. Well, Jeannie got to ride around the Beltway. When the Beltway <laughs> was being built, <laughs> yes. my girlfriends and I took our bikes. So awesome. and we went out Connecticut oh, Avenue on our bikes. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. On our bikes. Yeah. And we didn't go the whole round of the Beltway, right, but we got on the Beltway and ro- <laughs> rode, our, rode our bikes. I just love that. Yeah. I that's love really cool. That. Yeah. If our parents knew any of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow-up to that is how long did you have to wait at the DMV yesterday? Uh, oh. First visit or second visit? Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Both. When it's multiple visits, well, it's bad. Um, I've been four times in the last week. I've just moved from Maryland to D.C. Mm-hmm. And the first time, Nigel assures me, <laughs> no, it's, it's the Georgetown fault. branch, so you'll just go in and out. And Uh-oh. I hadn't been in D.C. to get paperwork in 25 years, 30 years even maybe. And so I go breezing down there 
that morning after the podcast, maybe about 10, 20, thinking, oh, piece of cake. At least 80 people in front oh. of me. It was the same morning Tony had gone, but later. Uh-huh. So, of course, I snaked through the line. The security guard was plucking senior citizens out of the line and giving us priority. I did not deny that I, I was a citizen. Oh, I was like, yeah, 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 that's me. Yeah, I, I know I don't look it, but I really am. Bless um, your heart, dearie. Thank you yes. so much. Um, but, of course, even though I'd read what I needed 5,000 times, uh, there was one piece of paper I had that was not adequate. Oh. Mm. So I had to get in a cab, go home, come back, and then finally got the driver's license. So that first day total was probably three and a half hours among the two visits. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. The second visit was after I got the car inspected early, early one morning, which took like three seconds, I had to go back yesterday and get title tags, resident parking sticker. That was easier because the paperwork was just, well, but the first time I went, I had my title, I had proof of residence. Mm -hmm. I did not have my husband's death certificate, and his name was on the title of the car. Mm -hmm. It hadn't occurred to me that I needed that. Yeah. So then I had to get in a cab, go home, get the death certificate. So then that was probably a total of two and a half hours, not not counting travel time. Uh Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That's but all is done now. Good. I, I, Good. I, I parked, can, I'm parked on the street with impunity because I have Good. a neighborhood parking sticker. <laughs> I'm so nice. happy. And speaking of Brad Weiss, yes. he just walked in. He while was looking we're in the window while you were answering Brad his question. Brad Weiss. He interrupted his own, the answer to his own question. There he is. The anthropologist so would want to know what DC was like, yep. like back in the go. Iron Age when Absolutely. I was born. <laughs> his second question, you may have already touched on this. What do you love about the city that has kept you here your whole life? Um, I would say my friends, mm-hmm. my yeah. friends, and familiar, familiarity, which is kind of a crutch, but still, I mean, I like, it, you know, ways will tell me to go one way, and I'll go, <laughs> no, I'm not going. Yeah. That's probably a good decision. Yeah, that's, nice. yeah, that's I like that knowledge. I'm, taking, I'm, I'm not taking that yeah. road. I'm going the back way. <laughs> yep. we, and we all go, everybody I know was like, well, you go the back way, you go this way. Mm-hmm. But, but friends are great. I mean, I have... Wonderful friends from grade school, another batch from high school, another batch from college, and another batch from work. And now I have a whole bunch of great painting friends from painting classes and shows. So I just could never leave Yeah, why that. leave, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the last question is from me. Okay. So as most baseball fans know, your former senators became my current twins. And one time I heard you say on the podcast, you'll never forgive, the, you, you don't like the twins, You're, you hold a grudge, but I'm just wondering if you still feel that way when you see a small market team like my Minnesota Twins, a good, wholesome, real Midwestern city, unlike you Toronto, know, Toronto <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you still feel that way. I, have, I think I've let it go because I think once Washington finally got another team and by the way that wasn't the first that was the first team that was stolen mm. but the second rangers. team with yeah. rangers, rangers bob, yeah. bob short lied and lied and lied and said he was not going to move mm-hmm. i mean at least cal griffith t- you know told everybody i'm i'm moving this team and and because 
he was a racist. He did not want black players on his team. He moved to Minnesota. So is that right? That is, you can look it up. Um, so, wow. but I think the sting of that yeah. theft has gone, and I'm happy to root for your twins actually because I uh. I love. Minneapolis. Yeah. I mean, it's just a great city. We're never going to hear the end of her talking about the twins now. No. <laughs> I was, try to keep That was our the, one out. I try to keep... We have a segment called Midwest Bias. I try to keep the twins out of it because Jason doesn't like baseball. What? But I, I can't help be excited. It's Even though they just you. lost to no, Mark's Red yeah. Sox two out of three. But yeah. I was at the game they won, so it's okay. Yeah, that's all that matters. No, you guys are having a hell of a season. It's, yeah. It, I don't want to play you guys I'm, again. I'm worried we're peaking too soon. So. No, I kind of feel about them the way I feel about Milwaukee as well. You know, c- yeah, come on. It's their turn. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be good with Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They almost took out, didn't they have to play your socks last year? Uh, no. No, they played play the Astros. Yeah, we and, no, yeah, they played the Astros. And Astros beat. And we, yeah, we beat the Astros beat the and the Astros. Yankees. Yeah. Oh, we beat the Yankees. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so those are the questions from our okay. listeners. Thank you, everyone, for sending them in. And now here's one that was kind of just sent to us from Will okay. at Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R. Were you yes. going to say something? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Is he, Will hunting from Boston? No, Will <laughs> Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R. Okay. How, how would you pronounce that? I usually say <laughs> drinker, but it's, I don't know. I really don't know. It's, <laughs> it's code. So he, um, he retweeted a tweet from BBC Music to us that basically wants to know... Um, I'm I'm taking the liberty of changing the tweet because, I mean, isn't it's that what we, what we can do yeah. nowadays? Exactly. We can yeah. change it to how we we can change exactly. them to how yes. we want we them to make sound. stuff up. Yeah. 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 So, uh, basically, what is an album you love that came out when you were 18 years old that you still mm. adore? And we could treat that as the question, or we could treat it as BBC just said, "What's a s- album you really loved at age 18?" And he said. Will said, so I have to say, he treated it as when he was 18, and he still loves the album. He said, so I have to say... So he's already broken the rules of the question. Yeah, he broke okay. it. Okay, just, just making see where we stand on this. He said, so I have to say, R.E.M. Document, What You Got. Now, I don't even know that album. Uh, Is that the one with Losing My Religion and no, Stand and I don't think so. End of the World? All those on the same I am totally I lost in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. REM. I don't I'm, know yeah, that I'm, Farner. I, so I that's what Will said. Athens, and I'm not an REM fan. So. I've yeah. never liked yeah. REM. Mm-hmm. I you know I recognize their talent, but Michael yes. Stipe once referred to the Beatles as glorified elevator music. So. Yep. Mm. Sorry, did pal. he? Yeah, yeah, he did. And I, I remember seeing a quote yep. and was like, well, now I hate your band. Yep. Yeah. So. yeah. That wasn't a smart ones. move by Michael Stipe. Yeah, and just the last time I checked, are they doing REM anthologies one, two, and three? Oh, no, that's Right, they're not. <laughs> That's not. Uh, yeah. So that was Will's answer. My 1995. I went with Alanis Morissette's "Jagged Little Pill." Honorable mention because I always give honorable mentions. Went to Oasis. What's the story? Morning Glory. Those yeah. are the two. This is a great song. Yeah, yeah, it was great songs. Yeah, but I, um, Alanis Morissette, I had to give the edge to because yeah. if those yeah, two yeah, yeah, albums yeah, yeah. were still, if they're put in front of me, I think I'd. Listen to hers. Yeah, Little Pill is good. As yeah. I recall, every track on that album yes. was phenomenal. Yes, yes. You just you're, like the next song, you're like, oh my god, this yeah. is mm-hmm. great too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and honestly, if it would have been, you ought to know, twelve times in a row, it would have still been awesome. That's <laughs> an awesome song. song. Do, you, do you know Alanis Morissette at all? Uh, not very much. I mean, I always enjoyed what I heard. Yeah, but she's from Canada. Yeah, we yeah, can disregard she's her. From she's Canada. from Canada. Okay, so that's my answer. Do you have anybody? Um, I have a question first. 
Okay. Did you read this question just so you can point out that you're younger than all of us? No, that but that's, that would be... Is that what we're doing? Be, yes, I did. Okay. That's exactly okay. why. Well, it worked. Um, well, that's why I said you can treat this as an album that you listen to when you, when you were 18. 18. Mm. Uh, doesn't have to be from the year. Yeah, okay. I would say then an album that came out the year that I was 18 would be uh, Pearl Jam's 10, mm-hmm. um, this first Sound Garden album, Bad Motor Finger, um, pretty much any of the grunge stuff. 1991 was a huge grunge explosion year, so I I can still listen to that. I wouldn't say I listened to it, and most of it I hadn't listened to it in 10 years, but I, I did. I still would say I like all those albums. Um, I was still listening to stuff from the 80s at that point, so like Appetite for Destruction came out in like 89 or something like that. Um, I, I was into hard rock and metal at that point, so that's what I was listening to. Well, Pearl Jam, when we, a year ago maybe we did our top five albums of all time on yep. this show, and I did top 19 because I give honorable mention. I just Correct. can't pick. So. Pearl Jam 10 was on it, yep. and so was Alanis Morissette's yeah. Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, so and that so was roughly... I'm in favor of your choices. Yeah, so it was... Grunge kind of bled into what Alanis Morissette came up with after that. So it was kind of, that was kind of like post-grunge style. So I, it's kind of the same kind of wheelhouse kind of there. So, yeah, I, I agree with yours, too. Cool. Mark G. I'm going to let Jeannie go because ah. she's got the cool stuff to talk about yeah. that I'm jealous of. <laughs> All right. So gather round, children, <laughs> because it was 1965 when I was 18. Mm. And I just went to Wikipedia, of course, and I was looking at rock albums that came out in the year 1965. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and, and it was just, it was this interesting sort of collision of the British invasion yep. and soul Motown, with oh, soul yes. Motown Perfect. being pushed out yeah. of the limelight, you know, by this enormous British invasion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, was, it wasn't just the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, who had uh, multiple albums that year, mm-hmm. but it was the Kinks and Herman's Hermits and, and, and people like that. Um, and I was thinking about a Rolling Stones album, because th- I think they had four that year, but I, I kept looking at each album and their songs and there were a lot of cover songs on some of those Rolling Stone mm-hmm. albums. There were great songs but there were a lot of cover songs. But there were two Beatles albums that year. The first would be Help. The second would be Rubber Soul. Mm-hmm. Did, those, did, did those ever do anything? And then, I'm not sure. And then I'm not familiar with this band. <laughs> there was something called Highway 61 Revisited wow. by yeah. Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Yep. Yep. So I mean there were also great soul Albums as well. Supremes, uh, Supremes had kind of gotten cheesy by that point, mm-hmm. you know, it, and Smokey Robinson was going to the go go. So, you know, <laughs> you could tell that soul and rhythm and blues were getting a little bit desperate. Uh-huh. But I'd have to go with Rubber Soul, start to start to finish. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Great yes. Album. Great album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you win. So. Yeah, well, I just happened, uh, you know, serendipity that I'm that old. I don't awesome. know if Michael Stipe would agree, but we agree here. Well, we don't you know want him what, to agree. You know what we can tell him. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> a lot of people know this. I'm actually older than Jeannie. But in, uh, I, 1934 was when I was 18. And the Mills Brothers were just fantastic. The McGuire no, Sisters. I was going to say the yeah. McGuire Sisters. Yeah. There you go. Um, doing the Lambeth Walk. Um, for those that recognize that reference. Uh, no, I was 18 <laughs> in 1987. Oh. And there's a lot of good albums. Joshua Tree came out then. Actually, mm-hmm. Appetite Destruction was 1987. Oh, okay, yeah. Guns so. N' Roses. And when Guns N' Roses came out, you're like, wow. That was huge. Yeah, it was like, these guys huge. Wow. And you, you couldn't stop listening to those songs. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Bad came out by Michael Jackson. Yep. 
and I know this will sound like a joke now, but NXS had an album, Kick, that was really good. That was a huge it was album. A huge yeah, hit I remember too. that. Um, the closest thing I came to an album that I that probably should have liked would have been Momentary Lapse of Reason, because I'm a Pink Floyd guy. Yes. But they had split by that point, and, and Roger was not with them, and I was sort of like a Roger guy, yeah. even though I recognize he's a difficult person to wrap your arms around. <laughs> uh, and in retrospect, he was probably more of a problem than the other guys. Yes. But I was like, nope, 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 nope. And I remember reading some Rolling Stone article that they had to redo the album drastically, like three or four times to get that Pink Floyd sound. So I was like, these guys are posers, and <laughs> Roger's, the, you know, Roger's the real one. Um, and it'd be, I, I think uh, Tunnel of Love came out by Bruce Springsteen yep. that year. So there was a lot of, but I was, I was listening to stuff from Jeannie's time. I was listening to the yep. Beatles, the Stones. I was listening to a lot. Of, I think in that year, I was listening to a lot of Pink Floyd. And I think the album of my choice that year, which is not their greatest album, but was um, uh, Final Cut, which was yep. the last album they did together. Everyone hated it, but I loved, for whatever reason, I just loved that album. Very cool. Uh, so that, that's the album I actually remember the, the most from 1987, even though that was not released then. Okay, uh, so I you kind of answer both the questions both ways. Yeah, yeah. And if I went if I, on the other side of that, what I the thing I was didn't come out that year that I listened to a lot of when I was 18 would be like Fear of Black Planet, Public Enemy. Public I was a huge Enemy. Public Enemy fan. Um, I liked Beastie Boys after. See, most people when you say Beastie Boys, they think License to Ill, mm-hmm. the, the first album, which is. You know, ironically, sort of jokey rap, and you know, ironically, yep. yeah, and I didn't like that. Is the, the ironic part of it? Um, because that's very thing. ironic. Yes, uh, um, but uh, I liked the Beastie Boys stuff when they came out when they were playing their own instruments at that point, like in the mid '90s. So that's when I was 18, 19. That's what I listened to a lot of. I was big into rap, and you know, imagine look where it's gotten me now. That's right. Um, so those are the questions. So I think we could go into feedback, right? We can go, go to feedback. Oh, by the way, before we get into that, I, I just realized that Roger Waters did come out with an album that year. It was called Radio Chaos, and it was not particularly great, so I just listened to Final Yeah, I don't Cut. know if I've even heard that. I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's not great. It's, I, you know what? I should go back and listen to it again, but I, I remember my recollections were like, I'm just going to pretend this didn't happen. I'm just going <laughs> to go back to the earlier stuff. But anyway, here it's time for feedback. Yes. Okay. Hey. We want to say thanks for listening to the podcast so far. And if you're here live, you'll probably have to listen to this later because you're probably not paying attention because you're talking, I think. Which is good because you're, you know, it's a it's a restaurant for profit. You're having a good time. You're eating. You know, be nice. Tip your waitress is really good. If you'd like to send us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents. Via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can call some number that I can't remember off the top of my head and leave us a message. But none of you ever do that anyway. So. Uh, and now, feedback. We do have some Twitter feedback. Now, usually we read feedback from just the previous episode. Mm-hmm. But Ed Butt is catching up on the podcast. He's been listening. A f- yes. So he's got feedback. And Ed Butt cannot be a Jingle Fest this year. Huge bummer. So yes. shout out to Ed. We miss you. Um, Ed Butt at EDB1947 says, This is definitely QE, KJ. Oh, no. I'm in town doing errands, recycling, groceries, etc. Listening to Jason talk about variable USPS pricing and Sean Morrissey talk about liking the smell. Just <laughs> as I round the corner to go to, ta-da, the post office. Hmm. Hashtag needed podcast delay. Now. Coincidence. Coincidence. Mm-hmm. So QE, I'm, I'm assuming... You don't know what QE no. stands Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quantum Seems. entanglement. Yes. Of course. Oh, okay. Yes. And 
I like the idea of QE, but Jason's saying this is coincidence. Oh, I love the idea. It I just love doesn't what QE is. This is not QE. This is not quantum entanglement. So you don't think this is, you think this is coincidence? It's coincidence. That he's listening about, you, he, he's listening to us talk about USPS, and then he turns around the corner and goes to the... the because the act of listening, he's listening to a podcast, and especially him at this point, because he's like a few... Weeks behind. Which puts, if you're a few weeks behind on our podcast, like you're a like month a month and, and a half, half behind yeah. <laughs> at this point. Because we only do it every two weeks. Yep. So um, he's he's relying on something in the past and trying to correlate it with what he's doing now. And QE, the one one Q, one one important thing to quantum entanglement is that it's simultaneous. Same simultaneous. moment in time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Right. It's this thing over here, without knowledge of this thing over here, this thing happens and this thing happens at the same time. I like this concept. Mm-hmm. It's... It's amazing. Yeah. I studied this all in I, college. Mm-hmm. In I like the concept, and too. Mm-hmm. And I like to, you know, cheer on QE, even though I know it's not yes. QE. I like to. Yeah. The universe is amazing and mm-hmm. wonderful and far beyond anything we can understand at this point in time. And it's one of these things where stuff happens every day that we can't explain. And it's awesome if, if we take the time to go, oh, and just observe it and, and pay attention to stuff that is happening around us all the time. Yeah, very neat. So yeah. I'm going to go with QE, and you, you go with coincidence. No. Um, so this next one <laughs> came in today from Luke Overby at Luke Overby, who is here. Under the oh, wire. Under Just the wire. Um, yes, he gave me a ride here today. It, yes. Oh, did he, I, he did? Yeah. Okay. It was um, Luke and young stat wife yep. and Rob and Jamie and J-Bab Sports Chick. And me. In what kind of vehicle? In a car that only has five seats. So. (laughs) A a mini? um, It was like, it's like a, it's like a uh, Mazda. Did you do like Romney? You just put somebody in a cage? Um, (laughs) I think for legal reasons, I'm not going to say what we did. Okay. But uh, needless to say, somebody got the the short seat in that one. Somebody got in, in. uh, shout out to Jamie for taking a bullet for the team there on that one. <laughs> so Luke says, attention speak tangents. Hashtag SOT, hashtag science. And he shared this <laughs> this tweet from John B. Holbein at yes. John B. Holbein 1, which, which is a new position paper from leading sleep scientists advocates advocates for abolishing daylight savings time. Yes. Uh, the uh, quote: "The choice of daylight saving time is political and therefore can be changed. If we want to improve human health, we should abandon DST and return to standard time throughout the year." I'm End quote. Mm-hmm. Jason and I rail against daylight savings time. We yeah. don't, we don't. Or is it daylight saving time? It's we we talked about this two weeks ago. It's mm-hmm. daylight saving time, but everybody says savings. So it, then it's like grandfathered in. Yeah, so I guess. Cool. Yeah, okay. So I guess they're saying science. It's not good for you. Let's change it. Yeah. Well, as I tweeted back at Luke, or may have told him in person, I can't remember. Um, they could have saved a lot of money, like grant money and hours working on this. They should have just asked just, us first. Yeah. Because yeah, yep. we already told them. We already knew. Do you two have strong opinions on daylight saving? I'm happy to go without it. I, yeah. I just just when you're getting used to where the sun is in the morning, yep. yes. they exactly. mess you up. Yep. Yeah. I hate it when you lose an hour. I really hate that, <laughs> but then the, like I love the, the bonus of the extra. I'm like, look at this, this is great. So 
I, but I, I, I'd be fine if we, if we get, went away with it. Yeah, okay, I'd, be, I'd be okay with so it. So either either get away, get rid of it or just do it like every month so you'd get the bonus of getting the hour uh, If back. we could just always give me an hour, like, yeah. you know, I would be fine with that. Yeah. Well, just change all the clocks in your house. Every- <laughs> yeah, you can oh, do yeah. that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should see, I live in like, if you went into my apartment, you would see like six different time zones. Everything is fast because I'm late. All I was late today because uh, I'm always late. So I have to have all the clocks ahead. It's ridiculous. Somebody's going to think you're running some sort of secret spy CIA network. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's got to know what time yeah. it is in, in Bangladesh. Bangkok, yes. today. It's like, no, I just, I just got to get up and go to work. That's all. <laughs> nice. Uh, the next one is uh, about something that we talked about last week from mm. Jolene Wojcik at JMR Wojcik. Oh, we love Jolene. Shout out to Jolene. We love Jolene. Miss her this we'll miss week. You this weekend. Yes. She also cannot come. We miss you, Jolene. She said, my, I believe my comments were taking, taken slightly out of context as I love babies. By us? Never. <laughs> and she tweeted, a baby who's been punched in the face and only has one tooth left emoji. Well, I didn't see. Th- oh, there's emoji. I thought you made a picture. I was like, where did she get that? No. Uh, one thing I think we can all agree on, we do not like those that believe the rules apply to everyone except themselves. Red face <laughs> shouting obscenities emoji. Yes. I agree with that because I believe the rules apply to no one ever because there are no rules. So this is in reference to the use of a microwave in an establishment. Correct. Where you have not purchased something from said establishment beforehand. Yeah, and she's totally against it. So she's against that, Jason. You're for that. Uh, you're okay because there's no. You're saying you want anarchy. There's no rules. No, ever. I want um, personal responsibility and accountability. So I want if you go in and the person running the establishment says it's okay, then it's totally fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. If there's no sign up, then by you know nature of not putting up the sign, you're then they're saying tacit okay. approval. Correct. But if they then they tell if they catch you and then they say no, you can't use this without buying this, buying something here then it's not okay. But if you go in and there's nobody in line and you can, it's okay. But if there's people in line that have bought stuff there, you need to let them go first. So now that I think about it, the rule is probably much simpler. Yeah. <laughs> so the way, the way this, we worked that out. Yeah. The way this came up was that I was at a gas station and uh, a lady next to me brought in um, leftover Chinese food. Which is a whole she, other story. Oh, yeah. To yeah. the gas station. To, to the, the gas, gas station, station convenience store. And then left. left. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe she was a trucker and it was lunchtime or she was on the road. And so Jolene has very black and white, no, you should not do that. I'm kind of with you. I'm There's very no sign up. But I do think you should probably buy something. Yeah. I'm very much the spirit of the rule, not the letter of yeah, the rule. Yeah, if you patronize mm-hmm. somebody's you know, place of business, mm-hmm. you know, use their facility... Yep. Technically, using their electricity, eh, buy a stick yeah. of gum. There you go. I, I want to like put that. a twist on this. Okay. Good. Okay. Because when I was food editor, we had in our offices a very primitive kitchen that had a small refrigerator and a microwave. And we used that microwave because we tested a recipe at home and we bring it to the office to warm mm-hmm. it up. And so people from other offices would come and use our microwave. And that was fine. Except for this one guy from tech who, <laughs> who brought in fish. I knew yes. it. Yep. Yeah, I knew it. That's from the very beginning. I knew yep. it. That's what you're going to say. Yeah. And microwaved it yeah. and left a pall oh. Oh. over oh. the office. It's, that person should be fired. Yep. It's the most Get offensive out. odor. Yep. Happened at the radio station. The, this guy, <laughs> I won't say his name, it's Mike, <laughs> <laughs> heated up like fish chowder. 
and had it on high oh. for like oh. 10 minutes. And then it spews mm. all yes. over the inside yes. of the microwave, and, and one like, of us would have to clean it out. in the bullpen. We're like, what, the, what is going <laughs> yeah. on out this there? Is, and it's just disgusting. It's, and he <laughs> comes out of the kitchen eating. He's like, what's wrong? It tastes great. I'm like, you're, you're, well, I won't say First it on the show. First of all, who was, would bring in fish to reheat for lunch? I okay? agree. I would not. No. But yeah. we all know it's happened. But you would do Chinese food? Yes, Chinese yeah, food you doesn't have to smell Chinese like food, don't yeah. you? Can you eat Chinese food cold? He, I mean, no, you oh, can. yeah. Oh, I can. I don't yeah. eat Chinese food, so I don't know. No. Oh, you I don't can eat, eat Chinese food. Like he also doesn't like leftovers. I like Japanese food and Korean food. I do, do you like, like Thai food? food? Yes. Oh, yeah. I lived in Thailand for a while. Oh, in Bangkok. I, yeah. I did not know that. Yes. How about that? That's my, cool. When I was in college, my parents lived there for four years, and I moved, was there for a little bit with them. So. Nice. And I like I like Thai food, but and I've been to China and don't like Chinese food, so... It's yeah. not. Wow. I just don't like it. Well, they, just, like they just call it food, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the old joke. Sorry, it's an easy one. <laughs> but you're also not a big fan of leftovers and using the microwave. Not unless I have to. Yeah. But Which I don't have a problem with using yeah. the microwave. And no, me this is This is me. You, you, I'm fine with other people doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's just not my preference. Right. It's not my prerogative. Yeah. So Jolene feels that you need to buy something and there must be a sign... To use, so then we went into using the restroom because mm-hmm. I can be hypocritical. I say you need to buy something for the microwave, but if there's not a sign that says restrooms are for paying customers o- only, I will go in and use the facilities, like usually at McDonald's. Will you ask? Yeah. Well, okay. No, no, I just go know. right in. I no. go in the side door. A McDonald's or a fast food establishment, that's fair game. I agree. Mm-hmm. If yeah. there's a guy at a counter, like at a you know, like at a gas station mm-hmm. or gas and sip or something like that. Do you mind? Can I use the you know? Because a lot of times they give it you know the key that you got to go around back. Yeah. Or something it's like attached that. to the cinder block. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eighty pound tire. There you go. Um, I haven't seen a gas station like that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, if there's some world. kind of establishment, hey, you, you mind if you use the restroom? Yeah. Like, I, 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 if you ask, I, it's really appalling. I, like, I don't think anybody, a human being, is going to look at you and say no. You can't. I don't know. They I, might, I was going to say, and I they bet might they say you need to buy something. You can't yeah. if you buy something. Right. Wow, I guess I have more faith. Can in. I buy it after I get out of the yeah. restaurant? Like, I, I gotta doesn't go. really I gotta need go. to go. Gotta go. Exactly. Gotta go. Yeah. What's the What's the least expensive thing you have? Trust in this me, game? I'll come back and buy something. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Brendan in Jersey at Brendan in Jersey, who is here? Brendan. Yeah. Um, he says we had a bee's nest in our basement once, which my dad solved by blasting it with a CO2 fire extinguisher and then taking it outside. And this is in response to me having wasps mm-hmm. in my mailbox. Which not, you called hornets, I believe. I called hornets. So we're not sure if it's wasp or Is it... Well, maybe you it's, two know. It's a bee. Which... Was there yellow on it? I've never seen the wasp. I've only seen the nest right. and like a thousand twigs. Hmm. Is it like paper mache looking where it's like... Yes. Like Winnie the Pooh? Yes. I, 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 I think, soft that's a hornet, gl- I think. Is that a hornet? I think See, that's a hornet. I originally call it hornets, but I don't know the difference in their nests. I've, I've had... Something that is like that, but I don't yeah. know who was occupying it. So how did yeah. you how did you get rid of them? Well, I didn't. <laughs> she did not. I didn't. The Hall of Famer <laughs> took, <laughs> took care of that. The Hall of Famer, limping, did drive. You suggested drive the car down yeah, to the mailbox, absolutely. spray the spray, and then roll the window. Run. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, the Hall of Famer just calmly got out of the car, sprayed, yeah. and it was fine. Knocked down. We scraped all. After that was done, I scraped all these twigs that they were gathering because they must use wood to make their nest. Yes. And the next so day, they say. Yeah. there were twigs in there again. Yep. Yep. And there was another nest in there, and I don't know how they could make it in a day, so I think we just missed it. Okay. I, I will say this, though. I'll give you half price on my consulting fee for wasp, wasp and or hornet handling okay. fees. Yeah. So... so 
I might have to do the CO2 fire extinguisher because I'm, I'm too scared to go down or there. Or you just move. There you well, go. Just move. Yeah. I think that's probably go. the easiest you, you know, just gotta solution. Leave. Yeah, just got to leave. Right. Not, just not, not sell the house. Just leave. Yeah. Move the high ground. Be like, you've got it. You won. Yeah. Hornets, wasp, whatever you are, <laughs> fine. You win. I'm out of here. And we're not even going into my mole and, and gopher problem. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, don't okay. use the exhaust fumes. <laughs> <laughs> On the moles and the gophers? Please don't use the exhaust fumes no. from your car. Just mm. don't do that. Oh, no. Yeah. No. The little creatures. She wants to trap him so she can look him in the eye when she chokes him out. Oh my goodness. Exactly. I mean, I know I look, I scream killer. <laughs> you do. You did you did trap them though, but it was it was a it was did you a taunt them? No, no. But look we who, did look trap who's them. Laughing it was now. a it was a it yeah. was a, like a mouse trap where it, it takes them out when it when the trap yes. is, so I'm joking. But we didn't want to put poison in there because we didn't know what other critters might Correct. be. Right. You could I mean and who knows how long it's gonna hang around in there. Right. Mm-hmm. You could get you could it could you could end up coming back on you a month later. Yeah, really sp- or my rat terrier, which I get. Yeah, I also took some heat. Why is my rat terrier taking care of moles? Well, they're not it's rats. It's not a mole terrier. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a gopher terrier. Yeah. Yep. He so, likes snorkels. I mean, I think okay. that's obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and then our last our last tweet is from Kim Wilson at Kim Wills thirty three, mm-hmm. and you alluded to this. By the way, how did you guys do an entire episode? Without talking about food, ah, uh, yeah, it's a great question. Um, Unanswerable. We almost did it again, but we have to say, we have Jen, Jen Babish mole sauce. Yeah, yeah. we did yes, talk we about did. mole yeah. sauce. Yeah. Yeah. but this was last week. Okay. So yeah, technically, we did go this episode with talking about food. Oh, yes. Yeah. But Bob Walsh, Quizmaster, brought us carrot cake Oreos and chocolate peanut butter pie Oreos. Mm-hmm. Um, the Oreo people need to mellow. Now out. we and <laughs> Jenny Robbins brought us. Candied almonds? Candy, Which are almonds? so left pecans, over pecans, from the I'm wedding. Sorry. They yeah. are so good. Let me just tell you. I oh, yeah, you love those stuffed yesterday. myself on those oh. yesterday. <laughs> they look good. And Jen Babish brought us Amish donuts. A box of Amish donuts. I'm very excited. And Which, do you want to explain what Jenny Robbins made for you? Um, it's blue. Yeah, your favorite yeah. flavor. Enough said. Was My that, favorite flavor that, is blue. Is that meth? From Breaking um, Bad, <laughs> <laughs> the blue blue crystal. By the way, I love that when you looked over the box of pastries that Jen Babish brought in, you just looked at them longingly and you said, "We're going to save these for tomorrow morning." That's right, I did. I said, "Jen and I were sharing a golf cart." Yes. I said, "Why don't we just bring this in our golf cart?" Yeah, we, we have to mention that we are the champions. We are the reigning oh, jingle golf oh, champions. We are the champions. Yes. How about that? Yep. KJ, the Hall of Famer. Me and, and Sean, Sean Morrissey. Morrissey. And yes. I was very happy that I did not get I did not get stopped by security. The the safety hat of excellence passed through security. Excellent. I swear I, I thought I was going to, but I did get stopped for chocolate. What? What? Was it those bricks of chocolate? No. Did it's they the seize caramels. it? It's the caramels. No, oh. they didn't seize oh, it. Oh, good. They would have had me to deal <laughs> with. And again, I'm hungry. a killer. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I kill moles. Thank you for I the caramels. They really look delicious. I can't they wait. Are, they are very delicious. And um, I did want to say... Before I forget, I might have to open the window because I have to ask the listeners a favor. I'll do that for Today you. Today is, I want to say, happy birthday to my Nashvillean nieces, who, Woo. they're seven years old today. Oh. Seven. Twins, right? Twins. Twins. Happy birthday! So, so can, can we... Hey, guys. They're not guys. I want I want to play guys. this for my nieces. Hold on. Hold on. So today is my Nashvillean niece's seventh birthday, twins. So can we say, happy birthday, Nashvillean nieces, on the count of three? One, 
two, three. Happy birthday, Max Okay, Thank so that you. answers the question. Apparently, we cannot say that. <laughs> no, we cannot say that. No, we, we, it's, it's, it's impossible. Okay. Um, I like that you made it. I like that you raised the bar difficulty on that pronunciation there. <laughs> oh, well, alliteration. Yes, right? yeah. it's perfect. Alliteration, baby. I do have a question. Baby. I have a question yeah. for. Uh, maybe he can answer oh, it now. We, maybe we also need to ask Jeannie's opinion on Orioles Excellent. because we ask every guest that. Yes. It's a um, rite of passage. Are these the Are these the cookies that are famous? Are these the actual packages from the famous pictures that I've seen on mm, social media? I would. I'm going to go ahead the and say no. The viral sensation. Okay. Because they probably have been consumed. Okay. That picture is about a month old. All right. Well, I'll ask Bob in a minute. Okay. After this. All right. Um, Gene, what is your opinion on Oreos? Just the original not, not Oreos. This, not this garbage, <laughs> but actual I, Oreos. I, I'm not a cookie or sweet person. My weakness is salty mm. things mm. like chips. And bacon. But, bacon. And bacon. bacon. Yeah. As we all know. Yeah. Um, yes, red meat. But I am a purist about yeah. Oreo. I don't even like the double stuffed mm. Oreo. Ooh, okay. I he ate, likes that. I'm I, a huge double stuffed. I ate the Oreos. I never pulled them apart and licked off the icing inside. I ate yeah. as, as it was cookie. served yes. to me. I agree yeah. with this. And when I see these Oreos, although it was very <laughs> nice of him to bring these, it reminds me of the the horror that has happened to Triscuits. Yes. Mm. That there used oh, to be yes. just a nice, simple Triscuit. And yeah. now they're... Put, and Mellow all out. they're doing is putting horrible flavored salt on yes. everything. Yes. yes. It's awful. Yep. It's truly yes. awful. We can't do a show without food, usually. But definitely we cannot do a show without railing against marketing going crazy. Which yeah. is this right. stuff. Yeah, so, right. so I am 100% on muck. board with, just give me the basic stuff. If I like the product, I'm going to keep buying it. I don't need you to invent some new thing and put something else in it. If you want to do a different product, sure, but keep making the same one. And the majority of what you should focus on your time on is the original thing that made you famous in the first place. Yes. If, if I want a sun-dried tomato Triscuit, mm -hmm. I'll buy a real Triscuit and put a sun-dried tomato yes. on it. Boom. Yes, 100%. Okay. By the way, Gene... Uh, Hydrox or Oreos? Oreos. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wasn't yes. To isn't Tony a Hydrox guy? Yeah, because the Hydrox, <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I think Hydrox, it, it, and this was true of us, too. They were more prevalent than Oreos were. I don't know really? why that was, and I don't know how it happened that Oreos then moved into the lead, but yep. I, I do remember Hydrox. Um, yeah, I do, too. I did some research on that, actually, for these ridiculous <laughs> baseball cards that we made for the Diane Kruger Effect album, which are honestly the, the best part of this whole project. These Your baseball, baseball cards. cards, yeah. But we did research on uh, Oreo versus um, Hydrox and all that okay. stuff, and it's it's in-depth, but basically Oreo um, stole the market out from underneath mm -hmm. Hydrox in like mm -hmm. the 30s and 40s. Mm -hmm. So wow. they did some shady stuff, basically. So it was, mm -hmm. I mean, this is all basically. It's a great American story. You know, half-done research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the twins and senators. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> is. It's senators. really, it's the same old, you know, tale as old as time. It's what yeah. It's, um, so you already mentioned that you ate them like a sandwich. Yes. I, I can't remember what Mark said. I unscrew them and eat the icing. And sometimes I will discard the cookie. Yeah. No. I'm sorry, <laughs> two what? Two confessions. Okay. I'll have one. I usually don't eat two. I think the ratio of double stuff to one cookie is the perfect ratio. Oh. I don't. I, I, would, I would vary it. And I don't eat Oreos anymore, much to my regret, because I love sweets and I mm -hmm. love cookies. Um but I, I would do both. I would eat them whole. I would sometimes make build a mega one. Mm -hmm. We just get all the, the frosting. So it wasn't even like a double stuff. It was like a 
Yeah, like you know, this. Like eight of them together, and you're like, look at this. You know, I'm going to eat this whole thing. I think they sell so, that now called the mega stuff. The mega stuff? Or something like yeah, that. There's yeah, a, there's the a too big, much stuff. Stuff. big stuff. Big stuff. It's, Which is a very creative There's thing. like one or two beyond double stuff now. I, I'm sure it's not contributing to the obesity <laughs> no. epidemic in <laughs> not not at all. possible way. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. But that's it. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, I am good. Want to say thanks to our wonderful guests to join us for joining us today. Thanks thank you, for, guys. Thanks thank for everyone us. here. This Can I just say thank you for having us here today. Thank you for just the, the support you guys give, the jingles you guys write, just and for being awesome people. And while I'm at it, everyone out there, if they can still hear me, thank you guys everywhere out there for everyone listening. You guys yes. are yes. all the best. We love you guys yeah, we so much. Thank you so much. Thank we feel you, the thank same. You. Yes. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced today by Mark Stern. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Oh, and speaking of food, we want to thank Mark Stern and Jeannie McManus again. And the lovely people here at Chatter, especially Kimberly, for taking care of us. Yes. And we also want to thank... Tony and Michael Kornheiser for having us here today Absolutely. at Chatter. And um, and thanks again to everybody out there for coming. Everybody gets a sticker. You get a sticker. You get a sticker. And some of you get a t-shirt. See me if you want a size XL or double XL t-shirt. We have a few we're giving away because we love you. Have a great weekend, everybody, and happy Jingle Fest. I love salmon, and I love you.